0: Hello and welcome to The Growth Business, a podcast sponsored by Sapphire, home of frictionless digital systems. I'm your host, Lucy Thorpe, and this month I'm talking about a book. It's called The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, and it was first published in 1989 and has sold more than 40 million copies worldwide. It's a business self-help book written by Stephen R. Covey and aligns business principles with deeper, more personal values. So joining me to talk about this book is Naomi Martel Bundock. She's from Franklin Covey, the world's most trusted leadership company. She also has her own coaching company called Core Sense. Welcome Naomi. Thank you, Lucy. Thank you for having me talking about one of my favorite things in the world. <laughs> Brilliant. So I did a session with one of your colleagues as part of a Sapphire Lunch and Learn about the seven habits. I really loved it. Are you able to just kind of distill what the whole book's about? I know that's an impossible task, but just as a little intro. Sure.
1: And that does make me chuckle because, as you know, probably the book is over 400 pages long and has quite small writing. But- in terms of what it's really about, it's about essentially developing a personal leadership system. So understanding who you are, what really makes you tick, what motivates you, and finding a way that lives your life in accordance with principles that really help us engage and support ourselves and others.
0: So there's a lot of overlap, isn't there, between it being a, um, a business book and a self-help book.
1: Absolutely. To be fair, I wouldn't actually think about it as an overlap. That makes it sound to me like a Venn diagram, like we learned at school. And for me personally, the seven habits of highly effective people sits completely beneath that. It doesn't matter where you are. It doesn't matter what you're doing, work, play. um, It doesn't matter if you're contributing. You know, it doesn't matter any of that, because it's about right down deep inside who you are and how you live, the choices you make.
0: And is it just for leaders? Is it just a leadership book or is it about being a team member as well?
1: Very much so. And that's the whole point. Nobody is only ever a leader. You know, we know of many people, um, certainly in times gone by, who might have been leaders at work, Uh, but we're definitely not leaders at home. So because it sits beneath everything, it's actually about who you are and how you show up. Now, in terms of, of work... You can be a leader and leading a team. You could lead a company, but you can also lead yourself. And it's split really into two main focuses. We have what we call the private victory, which is about that internal self-understanding, self-referencing and self-awareness. And then we have the public victory, which is when we really talk about our relationships with other people.
0: And is it about being yourself at work? We've been talking a lot about this um, post-COVID really, about showing up and being your true self. Is that what's at the heart of this book or is that something different?
1: I think it's linked. Um, It's not quite as obvious as that. I mean, you know, Dr. Covey, as you said, the book was first published in 1989. So all of his work in this particular book, was done a very, very long time ago. And in terms of it, it's about understanding that it's the principles. So it's more about when you know who you are, taking actions that are in alignment with your deepest values, your deepest goals, and what's really important to you. Now, for many people, of course, that means showing up as they are. And I'm a big believer personally in when we accept people for who they are, then they can flourish a lot more easily and, and much more successfully for the, them as individuals and for any company or organisation that they contribute to.
0: So when I was looking into this, I, I came across the the three stages of, of human development idea, which is in the Wikipedia, actually. And I was really interested that it sort of talked about dependence, which sounds like sort of when you're a child and you're depending on Adults And then independence, which obviously as we grow, we seek to establish independence. But there's a suggestion that the most mature at the top of this tree is interdependence, which was the most emotionally mature stage.
1: Wow, I love this. I love this so much. What you've identified, those three stages, come from our model, which is called the maturity continuum. And it really is easy to apply it when you think about children growing up. So you're absolutely right. Dependence is about people. And it doesn't matter if they're a child or not. But if we think about a child, they're dependent. They're dependent on their parents, you know, their caregivers to be looked after, to be nurtured, to be fed, to be clothed and to be cared for in every sense of the word. The difficulty comes when we have people who are adults who are still dependent. They're still reliant on other people and to the point where they expect other people to be doing everything for them. The majority of us, hopefully, grow into being independent and that's when we are self-sufficient we look after ourselves when you become independent if you think about particularly your late teens and into your 20s you kind of think you're invincible we have a lot of testosterone normally knocking around our bodies even if we're female at that stage And it does kind of make it hard sometimes for us to be a full part of a team. So the idea is that understanding that absolutely independence is a good thing. But when we work with other people, when we gel and genuinely support other people and ourselves in a way that is empowering, then what we create is much greater as a whole than either person could individually contribute.
0: I love the idea that um, we could go back into our workplaces and sit and think you're a child you're a (laughs) teenager and you're a fully um realized human being (laughs) what fun you could have like looking around the office
1: (laughs) I'm not sure Mr Covey would have agreed with that approach but it does help sometimes sometimes we need to put things in black and white don't we We need to simplify things to kind of get our basic understanding And it is when when people talk to you, you think about, let's say you are a manager or a leader and you've got people in your team and they come and talk to you and it's all a, well, I don't know what to do or I need your help with this. Now, I need your help with this might be fine. It just depends on how it's being asked, how often it's being asked and actually how relevant it is. So the independence is about people being, you know, kind of proactive and making sure that I've got a 17-year-old son. I've actually got two boys. I've got a 19-year-old and a 17-year-old. And my 17-year-old started at a a new part-time job about two months ago, I think. And it's really interesting to see how he comes back and he says, oh, right, well, I've been asking what I can do because I really want to be a manager, even though clearly I'm not actually doing this full-time and I'm not interested in this as a career. I want to to do more things. So I've been saying, what else can I do? What can I get stuck into? And what can you teach me? And of course, I'm sitting there as a very proud mummy inside going... My son is proactive, which is habit one. And that's fantastic. But he's actually getting out there and he's wanting to support. So he's not dependent on people coming to him. He is being independent and asking for help. And eventually that will lead to this interdependence.
0: Brilliant. So, So now we've started to slot some of the seven habits in. So the first one, as you say, is be proactive. Can you run us through some of the other ones?
1: Sure. So from a private victory point of view, and what we mean by private victory is it is about us internally and how we think and see the world. And so we would think about being proactive. Also really important to begin with the end in mind. Now, this is a private victory, but I was actually delivering this uh, with one of our lovely clients this morning. And I was saying about how many meetings do you turn up to, where you don't know what the end in mind is, where you don't know what the outcome that people are heading for. And everybody groaned and went, oh, yes, that's a real culture in our organisation. And then I asked the question, you know, we link it to business well if you're sitting in a meeting that you don't know what you're actually aiming for you know how much time is being wasted and how much money and who's feeling fulfilled in that meeting so that's what begin with the end in mind is it's, it's much bigger than that but you can use it from a very small meeting point of view but it's also about understanding what you want from life what floats your boat with your podcast what made you start doing the podcast you know what was motivating you to take that step that's what we mean by the end in mind obviously we've got lots of, of different ones the one that i love is think when well actually i love them all so that's <laughs> the <that's laughs> I always say they the one that I love think win-win, and lots of people have heard this phrase, and you'd be amazed actually how many people I come across who've never heard of the book, but it turns out that they understand the principles because Stephen Covey, in my mind, at least was one of the fathers of modern-day business, and understanding it doesn't matter what business you do, what work you do, when you have a clear set of principles and you know what you want out of life and you know what's appropriate to behave actually, that's when you really live the seven habits, even if you've never heard of them.
0: Absolutely. So I mean, a few just to to throw a few more in. um, I mean, one that's quite relevant to me is it put first things first. And I know you can, I've been to a whole session on time management, where it it taught you how to prioritize the important things, and not just to do the things that you want, or to do the things that you think are important, but aren't actually. And um, I mean, that's incredibly useful, isn't it to get stuff done it absolutely is it's
1: based on Eisenhower's matrix and essentially it's understanding that we can spend a lot of our time firefighting and we can spend a lot of our time firefighting things that other people you know it's important to them but it's not actually important to us But many of us slip into roles where we believe that because somebody comes to us, we should not just help them, but maybe even do it for them. And of course, what we're actually doing in that case is we are keeping people dependent, going back to the maturity continuum, instead of enabling them to to develop and and evolve.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And that, I mean, all those things apply to bringing up children and everything, doesn't it, about how (laughs) powerful. people in our (laughs) lives to um to help themselves rather than doing things for them the whole time um (laughs) towards the end of the seven habits is the one about sharpen the saw which i remember um alistair talking about and this thing about continual improvement and lifelong learning that's really important isn't it
1: it really is it's understanding that actually very few of us put ourselves as a priority in our lives at all, never mind first. And of course, the reality is, if you don't look after yourself, if you don't sharpen your own saw, you'll burn out or any of the other kind of phrases that have become uh, very well known. So continual improvement. I mean, we clearly believe in in self-development. You know, that's really what we do. It doesn't matter whether you're a leader or whether you're an individual contributor It's all about how can I keep encouraging and empowering and motivating myself and looking after myself so that I have the energy and the faculties to do what I dearly desire to do.
0: A lot of business advice. Well, from my point of view, the the business advice that I love is about communication. Because um, I'm in communication, and I hope to uh, be a lifelong learner in communication. So perhaps you could um, talk to us about sort of communication part of the of the seven habits about being understood.
1: Sure. So in fact, I mean, this it, it goes throughout the the public victory because it's all about relationships. So that's really where we're communicating outside of ourselves. But the one that it, it really sort of sits in is habit five, and that seek first to understand, then to be understood. And that is very much a principle by which I live, although some of my friends may not say that because I do talk a lot. But, you know, that's also about people like us who are in communication and self-development, isn't it? But it is really about making sure that you are listening. You know, what is really being said here? What is it that someone wants to share with you? And if you're so busy putting your own point of view across or sharing your knowledge you actually may miss a space that you can learn and you can develop. And again, it's a barrier to interdependence. So it's about really hearing what's coming from kind of both sides or both people or more than both people, depending on how many people are involved.
0: So when people do um, business coaching, and I I went to a team building yesterday in which at least two different business books were referenced, people like to have a framework to talk about. But essentially, do do you think it's all coming from the same place. Uh, I mean, there's so many sort of different schemes and you can put people into different sort of Myers-Briggs and you can give them colours and you can build teams, and you can read books. But does it all boil down to some very basic principles about being ourselves and communicating and listening and working with others?
1: I think you're right. And I'm laughing because obviously, this is a podcast, not a video cast or a vlog. But I'm going to hold up the book, because to me, it does all come back down to the seven habits. And, and I'll share this, I'll share a little bit of my own story. So I first read the book back in the mid 1990s, I graduated in 92. Um, and I went into, a graduate training scheme with Sainsbury's which I absolutely loved and I had a huge amount of experience met a lot of people and learned a huge amount of things about myself and the world at large let's let's say that then a few years later as I say just a couple of years on I, I read the book and I thought oh my goodness this has put into words everything that I've kind of seen and heard But it's not just put it into words, it's taken my understanding deeper. And I then obviously went through probably about five years where I remembered it and I was clear in my head. And then, of course, life takes over and you drift off. Fast forward kind of 20 odd years. I'm not great on my maths. And I'm now obviously very, very lucky. I consider myself to be delivering this amazing material and facilitating it. And each time I facilitate it, it reminds me of something I've forgotten or it takes me deeper. And it allows me to stand back and review my life, which is why I believe it's at the heart of
0: everything. <laughs> <laughs> you an advocate for it.
1: <laughs> I, well, and this is it. So the other thing that I didn't say was actually when I first read it, I, I remember closing the book. And as I say, sort of in my mid-20s at that time, closed the book. And I thought, wow, wouldn't it be amazing to work with this content? So that was 94 where are we now 2022 so in 2018 I started actually working with Franklin Cubby I mean just that's what happens when you begin with the end in mind even if it wasn't necessarily as clear as you might have liked (laughs)
0: It clearly does stand the test of time. And the fact that teams need to be inspired and continually reminded and brought together, it's not going to go away, is it? That means you've obviously uh, you've entered into a career which is (laughs) which is not going to give up on you at any time soon.
1: No, you're absolutely right. And of course, more and more people now are reaching out more and more people do want to understand themselves more. Um, You know, go back to Maslow's hierarchy of needs. There's a lot more people who are kind of at that self-actualization level who want to really go, actually, you know, is my life serving me and am I serving it? I'm not really doing what I want. How can I make that happen? So, yes, I, I do love it and I can talk about it. And no, the career isn't going away anytime soon.
0: <laughs> and you, I mean, personally, as well as the work you do with the training organisation, you, you, you obviously coach people privately. Do you, is that mainly about people's private lives and their home lives or is it career coaching?
1: It's a little bit of career coaching, but much more mainly about their private lives. And if they're having any particular challenges, shall we say, at work that tend to be because they're not clear in their self uh, in themselves rather about their principles and how they're showing up. The reason that grew into my own business was because uh, I had children. Now I had children in very particular circumstances. My first son was born when I was only six months pregnant. So he's extremely premature, wasn't expected to survive. There's a long story there. We don't have time for that now. But the point is, that made me, it, it threw me into a different world. And my coaching career really evolved and grew up around him. And he's got a younger brother as well, and it was about right, how can I do something that I am passionate about? Because my lifelong mission is to empower people, and so, how can I empower my own children? But how can I still empower the people? And that's where the coaching came from. So the coaching really started off as helping people when the rug had been pulled out from under their feet. You know, maybe they'd been made redundant, or maybe partner was cheating on them, maybe a, an unexpected bereavement, something like that. And then then I can help support around that. And these days, it kind of spans that that range from the very deeply emotional and very you know sensitive and vulnerable side of things to actually yeah, how am I functioning at work? This isn't working me I I want more.
0: Have you seen um, a a change in the kind of issues that people come to you with um, since that we were all locked down in the pandemic? That's a great question
1: and yes there I would definitely say there has been more people reaching out for help which from my perspective is a good thing um, because I think we need to have more Uh, I don't really talk about mental health, but it is, it's mental and emotional health and understanding what support we need or where we want to be supported. And so definitely there's been an upturn in that. And I think more people are not willing to put up with maybe things they were willing to put up with before, but people are realising they do have a choice. It is your life and it really is your choice how you live it but quite often we need help when we're changing our habits to use the seven habits language and we need encouragement and we need support and we need someone to keep that vision for us when sometimes it's too hard for us to do it ourselves
0: now i just want to um pull our chat to a close by referring to the fact that you're sitting in front of a whiteboard which says on it gift yourself time for self-focus and reflection. And I've just been looking at it for the last um, 20 minutes and wondering why you have it up there. Is that something that you like to remind yourself of?
1: So this is the beauty about the work that I do. And I've got to be honest and say, Lucy, I am very lucky, because I teach what I need to learn. Uh, I did stress management for 20 years, and it really, really helps me. So it's up there, because actually, it was a quote from one of my clients. And I loved it so much, I put it on my whiteboard. And what happens is my whiteboard behind me gets to the end of the week and is it's normally very, very busy, but I decided to clean it before <laughs> we had our session today. And I think it's really important that people do gift themselves time because so few of us do time. It doesn't matter what you do with that time. But for me and obviously a lot of the clients that come to me, we're talking about well-being. So actually time, self-focus and reflection. So going deeper, understanding Is this taking me in the direction that I want to be taken in? And actually, do I want to be taken anywhere? Or am I the one that's proactively making it happen?
0: Brilliant. Thank you so much, Naomi. And we, we really only did um, touch on on The Seven Habits incredibly briefly, considering how uh, detailed the book is. So just tell us, um, where can we find out more about you and where can we find out more about the book? You
1: can, of course, go to, um, to Amazon or anywhere, any good bookstore um, and look for The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. You can also go to our website. So if you're, you know, if you're listening and you're interested in actually, how can I work with Franklin Covey? How can I get Franklin Covey in to support the facilitation and development of my team? We don't just do the seven habits. We do a whole range of things, but we do talk about developing a culture of trust. We talk about unconscious bias. We talk about productivity as well. You can go to Franklin Covey co.uk, and that will tell you all about what we do here in the UK. Um, and as for me personally, I do have a website that is a bit glitchy at the moment. I apologise, but that's called callsense.co.uk. The best place to contact me directly is to use LinkedIn at the moment and just message me on LinkedIn, and I'll pick that up.
0: Thank you so much, Naomi, for joining me. It's been a really, really interesting session, and also thank you to your colleague for coming in and talking to sapphire about the Seven Habits, which is how this started in the first place. That's it then for the growth business this time. Thanks so much for joining me. Goodbye.